Hello, this is Khalees, this is Khalees Exists, this is episode 58, it is the 5th of the 5th, 2020, how you doing? I've been away again, haven't I? I keep, uh, keep trying to keep in contact with you regularly, especially with the coronavirus, right? And uh, it doesn't happen, does it? <laughs> this is what happened last time, right? I'll be honest with you. I um, I recorded another great in, um, discussion. Discussion? Makes it sound like fucking current affairs, question time. But it's not. I had a nice chat with... Marisha Hunter, uh, awesome comedian, one of my favourite comedians. I had another chat with her, and, um, well, I've been meaning to edit it, right? Not because there's anything wrong with it, but because when you're doing it online and blah, 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 sometimes it goes out of sync and all this stuff. And uh, I, this is what I do. Sometimes I go, oh, i got to do that thing. Uh, 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 put it in a big box and ignore it. And I've been, I've been, I have been, cutting it but because i'm still working i keep going it's because it's editing right and that is my job so every time i do it, i feel like i'm working that's the problem uh but it's a really good interview and it'll be fun it'll come out this week it'll be out um so and i've been like well, well i can't record another podcast because maybe we're all listening oh what's wrong with my thing he's just ignoring it uh i don't want to do that because it's really good so but also I also know if I'm going to wait until I've finished editing it, this might, you know, I may never do another podcast. So I'm going to do this, and I've been, I've admitted it, so now maybe I'll sort myself out. <laughs> How are you? How are you doing? Are you surviving? I hope so. What have I been doing? Well, what have I done? I shaved my head. Well, actually, I made my housemate shave my head. Poor bastards. I was like, <laughs> sat him down, I was like, right, get the razor. You are removing my hair. But I don't want you will remove the hair. It was great. They did a really good job. And uh, it was funny, though, because they were in my room. And because um, I didn't want to get my hair everywhere else in the house, right? Like, if I can't get the fucking hair out of the carpet, it's my problem if it's in my room. But if you don't want it in the kitchen, I don't want to be eating and find my hair in the kitchen. Never mind someone else finding my fucking eating the Cheerios and be like, oh, someone's half the case of scalpers in this bowl. So uh, I did it in my room, and uh, there was two of them. They kind of took turns. And um, what was great, though, is while one of them was shaving my head, uh, the other one was on my exercise bike. Uh, and at one point, um, because I put I put a Barber of Seville on in the background, <laughs> that's my sense of humour. I was like, right, you're going to shave my head. I'm putting on the Barber of Seville. And uh, it was that with Sweeney Todd, and Sweeney Todd's creepy. But for, it's funny. It's a funny opera, right? I don't know. I don't speak Italian. But... <laughs> That's what they say. They say it's funny. Um, so my uh, very talented um, housemate, when he wasn't shaving my head, he was on the bike and he was doing air violin. So I sat there and someone shaved off all my hair, all of it, not just a haircut, just like a sheep. They shaved me like a sheep uh, while I watched my friend on an exercise bike, which I should be using more, uh, doing air violin. So there you go. <laughs> I, uh, have you ever seen that? I used to watch, have you ever watched S4C, the... Welsh channel. Maybe you're Welsh. Maybe you watch it all the time. Uh, but they do live sheep shearing on there. It's great. It's very weird, but it's great fun. It's very competitive. <laughs> That's what I felt like. And uh, yeah, I mean, I looked a little bit, because I was wearing a denim shirt, I looked a little bit like I was from a sort of 70s prison movie. But um, I think it's all right. I mean, I didn't look that great with hair, so it's like it's not really a big leap. Um, I did have a couple of reasons. The main reason I did it is because someone on radio to me is going to be going through chemo soon. So I thought, well, maybe if I shave my hair off after, it will, I don't know, I'd 
break the ice in some way, you know? Um, yeah, it's one of those things where something you're really powerless to control. So you look for any little thing you can do, something you can't stop, you know, like cancer. And it, you're like, oh, well, what can I do? Well, I can, you know, that's why people go for run and raise money because what else are we going to fucking do, eh? Anyway, so, sorry, I'm trying to keep this as an upper, not a downer. Um, also, you know, I knew at some point I'm going to have to shave off my hair, right? Because it's not all there. And, uh, you know, pieces are missing. My hair's like an old jigsaw, you know, that you get in the charity shop. You're like, oh, and you open up. It looks all right, and then you're like, oh, well, there's bits missing, and you're like, I'm never going to get those back. Might as well put it in the bin. Um, i tell you what, though. As a man who can be quite lazy, having a shaved head is great. It's just another thing I think. You know, you don't really have to worry that, oh, my hair doesn't look like it's being washed, because there isn't any hair. <laughs> And I shave my beard as well, not off, because I would just look like a big fat baby. Then if I had no hair, I knew, I knew what my face like because I've already got a sort of like child smile, which when you're in your thirties just makes you look like Chucky or something. It's a bit creepy, so I try not to smile too much, especially if I, you know I can't do the smile if I meet a woman or something that I like. I don't want to smile straight off because my most reaction I'll probably get is ah, you know, <laughs> it can be a bit creepy. I'm aware of that. So yeah, I kept the beard, but I did like I had to trim it because it was getting all curly, um, and it looked like you know, not like a rabbi or something, and uh, which is nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I'm not one. I don't want people going, "Oh, rabbi," and I'm like, "I can't help you. You're not a natural rabbi." And then they get upset, and they're like, "This guy's pretending to be one." I was like, "No, I'm not. It's just my beard's a bit curly." And anyway, so uh, <laughs> I do wonder if it's so. We've got like German Jewish roots, um. On like my my mum's grandfather's father, so my great great grandfather, but it was all sort of mysterious. I don't really know about it. But I do wonder. I'm like, eh, I wonder if any of those genes are in there, or if it's just me being, you know, stereotypical. I don't know. Anyway, I tried to shave it, and problem is, I've never done it before. But I thought, well, if I'm going to try and shave my own beard, right, best time to do it is during a lockdown where no one could. <laughs> We're like, you know, I'm not going to be outside, so this is the best time to do something you haven't done before, right? Uh, unless it's like, you know, putting something up your ass or something. This is not a good time because the hospitals are overworked. Wait until after coronavirus if you want to start experimenting, you know, shoving ketchup bottles in places. You know, not here to judge, but I'm just saying, not a good time right now to do that. Trying other stuff, like stuff with your hair, right? Stuff that takes a while for it to grow back, now's the time. Uh, it went okay. It wasn't brilliant. Um, the problem is, I, I did end up losing a lot more than I had, and uh, because you start, you sort of like oh, let's just shave this, and you're like, oh, it's uneven. I'll just even it up, and you're like, oh, it's now uneven on the other side, and you keep doing that until you have no beard and no skin. Um, <laughs> so I got to a point where I was like, it's not perfect. We're gonna stop because if I start trying to fix it anymore, I will have no beard. Um, yeah. And needs a little bit of a, you know, trim. Like on the, there's bits where it looks a little bit like I have mutton chops now. Not quite, but a little bit. Um, <laughs> um, and I don't want to become a butcher. Uh, I feel like only butchers have mutton chops. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe that's why they've got mutton chops. I don't know. So I know I've been complaining about people coming up with conspiracy theories during corona and stuff, right? And what I'm about to say is not conspiracy theory, but I do believe that the government will 
even though I don't believe that, you know, this is caused by 5G and Justin Bieber or whatever the rumour is that's going around, I do think the government will try and use, well, they always do, they use a crisis, right, to get some stuff through that they wouldn't usually be able to get through. Like this app, the, the contact app, it's meant to sort of, I think, take a record of everyone you've been in touch with. A case, you've got it, right? You've got Corona, and now they know who else you've been in contact with and where it's spread. Well, firstly, it seems a bit too late for that, right? Isn't that the sort of thing you do at the beginning of the crisis, right? Also, we're all indoors, so no one's seeing anyone, right? And if it's for afterwards, like when they've stopped the lockdown, if they're really worried about it, to a point where we need to take track of every person you see or are near, then probably shouldn't be outside, is what I'm going to say. Probably should still be carrying on a lockdown. It does seem, possibly, it's just a little bit of a, oh, wouldn't it be good if we had track of everyone, right? We know where all the poor people were. Um, also ironic as well, because Boris Johnson keeps disappearing, doesn't he? He did before Corona. It's, most of the days you're like, I don't, do we have a prime minister? I'm not sure. I don't know. It's, <laughs> he turned up for a press conference looking like he didn't want to be there like he's like dad darling, oh you gotta get on tv and you're like oh 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 oh, oh okay fine i'll do it right and now you know i think it, it's maybe cynical but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like trying to be a little bit more ill right just so he didn't have to fucking sort anything out right he's gonna get out of jail free card now because uh People are like, oh, wouldn't you do, do enough? Like, oh, I was ill, mate. Blame the other guy. Couldn't have been me. I couldn't, do, I couldn't have done anything. Oh, well. <laughs> and I've got a baby. Oh. Because um, that's his tactic, isn't it? Like, yes, public, publicity stunts over actual effort. <laughs> but yeah, that app is too creepy. I won't be doing it. Even if it is, like, mandatory, I won't be doing it. Also, I can't do it with my phone. There's no way my phone's going to be able to do something like that. So if they want to buy me a new iPhone so I can tag everyone um, and they know where I am at all times, which it probably can work out anyway, to be fair, um, buy me a new phone, Bryce Johnson. That's what I'm going to say to you. Uh, I don't want a new phone. I have a shit phone because I love having a shit phone. It's the best thing ever. I'm really getting into shit technology. I'm pulling back. I'm going backwards. Uh, <laughs> shit phone. Oh, love it. Much better than an iPhone. It does nothing. That's what, you know, it used to be like, oh my God, it's a phone, it's also a camera, it's a TV, it's looking, you can do videos on it, you can do slow motion videos on it, you can talk to your friends, you can video friends, you know, all these, and play games. And uh, it used to be that. Now I'm like, this phone, it calls people and it sends messages. Anything else? No. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> That's what I'm like now. Like, if there was an advert for something, it was like, this new laptop, it doesn't do this. It even doesn't do that. And I've got to say, it doesn't do this either. I'd be like, yes, taking one of those. So I've just bought something, right? I've been down because, like I said, I don't want to go on about it too much. But I also, this is me. I'm being honest with you guys, right? You know, this is a little, it's like I'm telling you a little secret, this thing, isn't it? Just to you. I'm just talking just to you. It's the power of radio. So I don't like go hiding things from you guys. Um, so someone really close to me, and I don't want to name them because I don't know if they want me to. It's really ill. Um, and, you know, things aren't going to be good. And um, so I've not been in a great mood, right? And something arrived on Saturday. Oh, it cheered me up. Not that it solved the problem, but it was a nice little cheer up. Uh, two things, actually. 
One, my mate Ed, thank you if you're listening, Ed, brought me a load of comic books, right, to cheer me up. Loads of cool comic books, like the Judge Dredd and um, Dark Knight collection. Dark Knight, Batman, you know, Batman, Judge Dredd. I did a few comics together. Um, and then these crime um, comics also look awesome. And some other um, really cool stuff, and some other 2080 stuff, uh, some more Batman stuff, really cool. Um, and some Adventure Time. So, you know, for, when I'm not into dark brooding, people like uh, Batman and Judge Dredd, uh, you know, a bit of bit of light silly uh colorful fun anyway that and then uh a piece of technology arrived that is the most beautifully limited piece of technology i've ever owned um it's called an alpha smart neo right and what it is is a word processor uh old school what you know for people a bit older like a palm pilot basically it's a word processor it's basically a keyboard with a small screen on it it's really light and all it does is, all you can do on it is type. All you can do is write. It's basically for writing, I would say mainly novels or like anything that's not script, actually. It's good for writing anything that's not script. I say that because it's script. It doesn't have the formatting and stuff. And you you spend more time, I think. I would I would assume you spend more time typing it on this and then reformatting it than just doing it on a computer. I'm not, you might, there might be a way of doing it. But um, if it's something dialogue heavy, it might be all right. Um, it is awesome, right? Cost me like thirty quid or something. I did most of the money, like went on shipping because only in America, and um, it has a USB to connect to your computer and you can transfer the files. But basically, yeah, it's just you just it's just for writing. It's just a simple. There's no internet on it. Doesn't have any games on it. Um, black and white. You can see everything really clearly there. Um, it's got a spell check on it. You know, it's got a fearsaurus on it. Uh, it's got all the stuff you need just for writing and that's it and it is awesome and the batteries last apparently for like a year or so um, it takes just like AA batteries um, saves it all and then yeah it's really easy to connect it to your computer and there's a you just take the document off so you can back it up um, but yeah I would I've been writing I think I said before I was going to write some comedy techno novels uh, so I'm doing these I'm, I've started writing it on this and I've written more than I've you know, in the last couple of days than I have, you know, before. Because um, it's just so, you can like, I carry it anywhere, right? So I can remind myself, so when I'm in the kitchen, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to write something. And I just, like, <laughs> it's just there to be like, hey, Clues, do some fucking shit. And I have to like, you know, all the distractions, just turning on the computer, just getting to the writing document is a massive hurdle, right? Because you've got to do that. Then, you know, oh, I'll just check my emails first. Oh, I see Facebook. Oh, i go on this first. Oh, and then you get up and you're like, oh, I don't really feel. I'm just going to do some research online. Whereas this is just like, like, turn me off or turn me on, right? If I'm on, put some fucking letters in me because that's all I do, mate. So, yeah, I highly recommend that. I realise I've gone into, that was a bit too like YouTube tutorial marketing spiel. By the way, they're not giving me any money in case there's any sort of people going, oh, I see, because this is finally sold out. No, uh, I have sought out, but uh, <laughs> not on the podcast. <laughs> I've been rewatching uh, Jim Jarmusch films with my housemates, which has been fun. Uh, I love Jim Jarmusch. I got really into him when I was like, I don't know, late teens. I uh, I bought a box set online. I didn't know it was a bit dodge when I bought it. I was just a bit like, like oh, box set of all these films. That's convenient. And it was from China. 
cost not much. And we're like, oh, this, this is probably not. <laughs> this is probably not kosher. Although it looked kosher. So they probably just sold it there, but they didn't have the rights. Um, but anyway, um, I haven't been quite into his new films as much, but love all his early films. Um, Strange in Paradise, Down by Law. And I, we watched Strange in Paradise, my housemates on the projector. I was great fun. And I was I'm glad they seemed to enjoy it as well. And that's always one of them had already seen it, actually, and they already liked it. Um, they have one watched it and they seem to enjoy it and that's good because it's oh man i get so nervous when i'm watching a film with people that i really like and i'm like and i recommended it to them and if they didn't like it i'm like oh god because two things will happen one they'll start doubting my opinion right and you'll keep if you like one film they might let you off but if you keep recommending films to people and they hate it they're like i'm not gonna listen to your your taste is not my taste fuck you and then you're not going to be able to get them to watch a film anymore. So I, I find it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I get really nervous about it. I'm like, I've got to do like two years of research to make sure they're really going to like it before I show it to them. Be like, you're definitely going to like it. And then what happens is they start watching it and then they're on their phone for 20 minutes. And I'm like, fuck you. I spent two years researching this film to find the perfect one for you. And now you're looking at your phone. <laughs> but yeah, Damalot is great, I think, because I mean it's a little bit more accessible because it's got all that like really slow, you know, camera work and the pace is slow. But a couple of things that bring up the pace. I mean, mainly Roberto Benigni is amazing. Um, as a sort of, as the clown basically. Uh, and he doesn't, I don't want to spoil it too much, but his whole thing is, um, he doesn't know too much English. Uh, but, and in real life, he didn't know much English and to make it funnier, Jim Darsh would teach him like, the wrong pronunciations of certain words and um to, to sort of bring up so that he would say it say these things in the wrong way not actually knowing it's the wrong way because he's never been to america before um but his physical comedy is brilliant he's he's such a great physical comedian uh, roberto benini he's old school you know he's chaplain sort of keaton uh in terms of like his it's just his ability to just get lost with his body and his expressions he's just brilliant uh, and that kind of lightens the film up a lot, right? And takes off the sort of, you know, the very indie artiness of it. Because it's just, he's just really funny and that really brings it out. So I think it's probably the most accessible of like the early Jim Jarrett And then, so I really like Strange and Paranormal and I watched it with my housemates as well. It's the ones he did beforehand. And I was laughing a lot in that film. But no one else really was. And that's what I was like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, is this just me? Is it just me? But I really like it. Uh, but it's fun re-watching those films. That film also was made from what they call offcuts, right? Which is like, with film, uh, you know, you wouldn't always finish a roll. You'd like go on to a new roll if you only had a little few feet of film. Film, If you don't know, it's measured in feet. Some of you probably do, and you're probably like, ooh, what are you telling me? I already know this. But some people aren't film students, right? <laughs> so... Yeah, so they cut off, they cut them off, and then so he worked on a on a Vin Vendors film, um, I think as like a first assistant director or something like that, and he let him take a load of these like fucking loose ends of film, and uh, the film was mainly made, at least the first part was mainly made just from short ends basically. But before digital, you wanted to own your negative, you wanted to own negatives, so you had real control over the film, right? Because you can make more prints from that and all this stuff. Nowadays it's a bit different. But then, you know, you wanted to have your negative. And so 
I think whoever had the funding weren't happy with the cut, weren't happy with the film. They probably didn't know what they were doing. They were like, oh, here's the money for some film. And then they looked at it and were like, oh, this isn't what we want, even though it's probably what he said he was going to do. And, uh, yeah, he had to, um, Strange in Paradise. And so I think something like he broke into a building and stole the negative back. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's just like one of those director's myths. Directors love making up myths. Uh, I have a few friends who are directors and they always make a little myth about themselves. Uh, things where they're like, you know, they'll say like, I watched this film when I was six and I uh, saw it in a fucking car park and <laughs> there was a TV in a car park and I was locked down on my own. And you're like, no, you watched that two years ago, but you're just making it up because you're a director and you want to be all mysterious. Um, so I don't know if it's one of those or if he actually did steal the negative bank. I don't know. Right, I'm going to leave it there. I hope my next episode is sooner than last time, right? Too much of a big cat, don't like it. And you're probably like, please, but surely you have control of that. You'd think, wouldn't you? <laughs> but until then, and also you've got a really good one coming up with where I talked to Marisha Hire. There's another one of those coming up soon this week. So stay tuned for that. But uh, until then, don't let the bastards grind you down. Stay the fuck inside and let's do this again sometime.